Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Whoa, I had a late night last night, just got back from California. I was at a conference called VidCon, the largest conference in the world for video creators, YouTubers, video producers, and the like, and learned a lot of things. I'm so excited because there's going to be some new things coming to this network. Private Club Radio is a part of the Golf Radio Network. We're going to be rolling out some new shows, putting out a lot more video content. So you can interact with this show in many, many different ways and get educated. One thing I love about Private Club Radio is we bring on some voices that you don't get to hear necessarily in the private club industry. And this summer, especially, I'm going to have a number of guests that are going to bring really outside perspectives. We're going to talk about topics that are not covered in many of the industry publications or at other conferences throughout the industry. And I'm not bashing those other things at all. I mean, everybody does their best to put out great, great content. But in my mind, we have to constantly innovate. I want to make sure that this podcast, Private Club Radio, is associated in your mind with cutting edge education stuff that you don't hear everywhere else. That's what I'm passionate about with this show. I think not only do we break stories on this show, things that you don't hear anywhere else, but maybe you hear it here first and then you start to hear ripples throughout the industry. I don't know if you've caught that, (laughs) but it happens. But I also want to bring constantly new voices to Private Club Radio and to the Golf Radio Network, people that are outside the industry you just don't get to hear who have lessons that are applicable to us here in the industry. And today's guest is one of those folks who's going to do that. Justin Smith from Arc Applications. Really cool that I bumped into Justin about two years ago. He came up to me and says, I think I know you. And he looked familiar to me, but I couldn't at first place him. He said, you went to American University, didn't you? And I said, yeah. And he told me, well, we went to the School of Communications together We used to produce videos at the American University television channel together. (laughs) All these memories came flooding back and I immediately placed his face again. And it was so cool to just reconnect with somebody I hadn't seen in years. We went on completely different paths and somehow wound up in the same city, Tampa, together. There's not many graduates from the American University here in Tampa. He's the second one I've ever bumped into, maybe third, but the point is there's not many. So it was really really cool to reconnect with him. Since then, we've hung out a few times. And when I gotten to learn what he does, I found it fascinating. And I had to bring this story onto Private Club Radio. Then I got thinking, I've got a huge network. I've been in all these business networking groups here in Tampa and around the country. And I know some of the smartest people in the world on various topics. I want to get them on the show this summer. So what's happening, if you don't know, I am heading to Ecuador for the month of July. For basically the entire month, I will be gone. And I need to get all these shows ready before I leave so that you have something to listen to every Monday. (laughs) So what I've done 
is I've started to search out and find some unique voices out there. And each week here in the summertime, I am going to bring you a really delightful interview, something that's going to challenge you, something that's going to be completely different from what you'd hear anywhere else. And I'm really excited to do that. So today's guest is Justin Smith. He's the managing director of ARC Applications. He's going to talk to us about hiring. So if you're sitting on a board and you're looking to hire your next manager or you're a manager looking to hire your next employee, such as a marketing director, communications director, director of food and beverage, even down to the wait staff and the bag boys, there's a resource that exists that you may have not heard of. And I'm happy to share that story with you here today. So welcome to the show, my friend, Mr. Justin Smith. Justin, welcome. Thank you for having me, Gabe. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I want to talk about employee assessments. That's one of the core features of what you guys offer. You're a local business consultant and private equity company, and you work with companies across the United States, but really want to talk about employee assessments and why that's so valuable. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I am grateful to be from a background of psychological assessment. Our original family business is a psychological test publishing company. So this is an area I know and kind of grew up around. Um, and I can tell you for sure that, you know, assessing your applicants is of the utmost importance. I mean, you know, these people come in and they're great during the interview, then you hire them. And then next thing you know, you have a problem employee. <laughs> Yeah, my own club, which I will not name names, but longtime listeners of the show know what club that is. I walk in and, and it's constantly changing over. There's new servers, there's new bartenders, and it's got to be expensive hiring these people and not hire, finding the right person. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's funny. A, a lot of people think, well, this is an entry level position. I don't really need to to screen them or assess them. And, you know, it's it can be further from the truth. You know, every uh, squeaky wheel you let in the door creates more squeaky <laughs> wheels. So it's, uh, it's really important to assess them and, and kind of figure out not only what their uh, traits or qualities are, but how they compare to the rest of the applicants in the, in the field. Right. So if you got multiple people, this is kind of the, the way to cherry pick the right person. For yeah, the job. absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be um, hiring someone at the same salary, why not get the person who's more conscientious? Why not get the person that is more intelligent? Why not get the person that fits with your culture? And these aren't really things that you can tell from a face-to-face -face interview. I mean, ev everyone is great in an interview. You meet their representative and then, you know, a year later you're meeting the actual person, unfortunately. Right. It's like a first, <laughs> first couple dates you have with somebody, right? They always show you their best stuff and then you find out. <laughs> Absolutely. And they show up in their best outfit. They show up with their hair, you know, all done and everything. So um, this is kind of a way to get under the surface and, and see what the what they're really made of without being too uh, mean about it, I guess. Right. You know? All right. So a lot of a lot of clubs out there probably know about doing background checks on some of their employees, but this really goes beyond that. Can you explain how the assessments work, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. So um, typically what we have a battery of about five different assessments that we have that we can use. Um, not, you know, every position necessitates them, but, you know, for a C-level position, you'll definitely want to do all five just to be thorough. Uh, but, you know, for example, one of them is a personality test called the NEO PI3. Um, and what it does is it measures the big five areas of personality, such as neuroticism, extroversion, openness, agreeableness, conscientiousness. And this is really, if, if I could only do one from the group, this would be the one that I would do on every applicant. Because, um, you know, traits like 
openness and conscientiousness. That conscientiousness tells you that if I give them a list of five things to do, they're going to do all five, cross the T's, dot the I's, make sure that they do it exactly how you wanted them to. And openness is kind of uh, almost their coachability, you could say. So, I mean, just off the Neo, you can screen out a lot of bad apples who are just going to be problematic once they're hired. Um, the other four, uh, the Togra is an intelligence test um, that basically allows you or enables you to find which applicant has the highest intelligence out of the group. And obviously, without you know going into too much detail, having a smart person isn't a bad thing right. on your, in your employees. So um, the other three are more about how they're going to fit into the position, whether it's a cultural fit, um, which is the working styles assessment, the work values inventory is more their values, like what where's their moral compass, so to speak. And then the last one is the self-directed search, which is a career interest test. And that basically says that this test will determine if their personal interests align with what they're going to be doing on the job. So if they're a person that really enjoys being artistic, um, you know, being in an R&D department is not going to be something that is their, you know, strength. So yeah, I always ask one of the questions I always ask my applicants at my own agency is like, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? So this is kind of doing that, but really finding out where they actually will be in some ways, right? Yeah, it, it, it's that and also just what makes them happy. What you know, them tick, what, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because, you know, if, if someone really enjoys, as I said, being artistic and, you know, they're really into photography, they're really into painting, they're really into working with their hands, you know, sitting in an office cubicle doing uh, clerical work is not going to be something <laughs> they enjoy and they'll probably quit within the first month or so. Right. So that's the the other thing that I think people uh, kind of don't realize is one of the benefits of assessment is if you make sure that the person uh, is a good fit for the position and understands the you know what the the position entails, I think you're going to have a much happier employee. Do you have any horror stories of companies that uh, or or things that maybe they found out via these assessments that they were not expecting? Well, we've had um, it, it's kind of similar. It, we had an applicant um, come in and apply and had gotten through all the different interviews with the managers and you know different people at the business. And they did not realize there was a background check. So, you know, next thing you know, we're like, hey, we're going to do a background check on you. And the guy ran out the door and peeled out of the parking lot. (laughs) So uh, you never know what these kind of tests, you know, background checks or psychological assessments will turn up that the interviews don't, which is why it's so important to do both. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate with you real quick, you know, and there's going to be people out there, some naysayers that are like, well, these things are biased. These tests are biased. And you hear that about IQ tests a lot, right? Like, IQ tests are really written by smart people for people who are educated or whatever the case may be. How, how would you answer that, that, that question that some folks might have? Well, I, I think there's a, a, a delineation between what I call real psychological assessments, such as what PAR publishes, and assessments that are the, what color personality do you have? You know, those <laughs> kinds of things, because those aren't based on anything. Um, but all the assessments I listed are um, assessments that go through a, a very rigorous data collection process and are uh, standardized and... Um, have normative data and tables for people to refer to. And basically what that means is if I give you the assessment today and then a year from now I gave you the same assessment, you'd get the same results of that test. Um, So that's definitely shows how valid the test is. Um, And also it's actually based on psychological data that's proven, Um, you know, unlike Myers-Briggs. 
Um, you hear that test mentioned everywhere in employee assessment. And what is so funny about it is by today's standards of psychological assessment, it is invalid. Wow. It literally means nothing, which is why there's nothing, you know, some person could be a thinker, a feeler, and then the next time they take it could be something different. And two people who are thinkers don't act the same because it's not, um, you know, standardized scales. It's not anything that is valid by today's psychological standards. So take me through like how this test works. How many questions are on a typical test and how long does it take for this to happen? Do they go to online to take the test? How does it work? So it depends on the test, but out of the five I've mentioned to you, um, the NEO, which is the one I mentioned before, is about uh, 38 items long. And, you know, the administration time is 30 to 40 minutes, which isn't bad. And it can be taken online. So if you have someone who came in for an interview and you're like, this person's great, I love them, I really want to hire them. Um, that's when the assessment kicks in because it's past your gut check. It's past everyone else in the office's gut check. Now it's time to look at the data and see how this person really measures to a standardized assessment. Do a lot of companies use it like maybe they have the top, their top three candidates and they're really just trying to narrow it down? Is it used that way sometimes? It can be. I mean, typically how we look at it is it's not necessarily a top X number of candidates. It's let's find the right candidate because, you know, it could be a top 10 list of 10 duds, you know, and <laughs> sure. you may not realize that. So, um, you know, we, we try to look at more as is this person good enough? Is this person the top five to 10 percent? of the sample or the population of people available for that position. Because if they are, then that means they're going to have a ripple effect in your organization and maximize um, the output. Um, to give an example, PAR has extremely low turnover thanks to our rigorous assessment process for our applicants. Um, and because of that, we at our sales level have about half the employees that an, a comparative company does wow. at that sales level. So Because they're suited and they're most effective for the task that they're doing. Well, they're highly intelligent and they are very suited for the task they're doing. So they're happy so they don't leave. And then on top of it, they're very conscientious. So they really want to excel and get done what they're supposed to be getting done. Mm -hmm. So you have a very high level of output for the, the population that you have. So take me through that NEO test one more time in, in terms of the types of output I would expect to see. So it gives me like a personality uh, assessment in some way or, or what kind of things am I looking at? Well, since uh, we're, we're in a unique situation, ARC Applications is because we have a uh, psychologist on staff who's one of our uh, managing directors. So typically what would happen is um, someone would come to us and say, I really want your help in assessing my applicants. And so we'd say, OK, well, you know, once you have people that you think pass your test, Come in and uh, we'll, we'll send a link to them. They'll fill out the assessment. We'll get the results, look at the, uh, the report that comes from it, and give you a thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, we don't really uh, provide the reports because it's kind of protected and uh, you need a high-level education to interpret it. And so it might it might do more harm than good to give that to someone. Um, right. But uh, typically we'll give back a, our you know um, feedback on the, the applicant and you know what – if we thought they passed the test. Yeah. Um, is it cost prohibitive to have maybe your bag boy or the, the waiter in the restaurant actually take one of these things or is it, is it a fairly affordable thing? And do you work with companies where they do all their employees throughout the year on some kind of a retainer basis? Yeah, typically we'll do a package or on an as-needed basis, so like a package of five applicants. And um, that's how we typically work. I, I wouldn't say it's cost prohibitive for an entry-level employee because of the high level of turnover. Um, I found some numbers online and, you know, uh, for a low 
uh, entry-level position. It's about 16% to 30% of their annual salary to replace a bad hire for that. Wow. So even if you're, you know, paying someone $30,000 and, you know, you may be paying them less for a bag boy, you know, out of high school or whatever, um, that still adds up. And, and for the cost of assessment being, let's say, and I'm just throwing out a number, $500, you're still going to end up making, you know, a better financial choice by, you know, doing the assessments and then hiring sure. the right person and not losing them in two to three months. I always count, like, when I hire somebody, I think about the time it's going to take for me to train them, for them to get up to speed, for them to really feel comfortable. And that's usually 60, 90 days before they can really even perform at even a decent level, I think. And so once you invest all the, and those are top, you know, this is my time. I'm the, you know, at my own small company, I'm the top guy who's helping to train these people. That's, that's expensive time. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the other thing people don't realize is the dead weight it creates on an organization for each bad hire. Not only are you dealing with the financial loss of paying that person a salary for two to three months, you're also dealing with the quality of work going down in the organization. You're dealing with potentially a negative attitude, spoiling everyone else's attitude within right. the company. You're dealing with uh, poor relations with co workers or even external relations. I mean, if this is a public facing person, they could ruin, ruin business relationships that could be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, it, it's next thing you know, they're not showing up to work and then you have to deal with that. And I mean, it's just it creates so many issues that are so avoidable that have a ripple effect on the organization. Right. It's so important. And so, so just extremely imperative that you hire the right people because just those reasons you said i mean it's the one bad apple spoils the bunch you know cliche in in real life right uh like you say if you piss off one member that's you know maybe fifteen thousand dollars a year in dues um plus all kinds of other ripple effects you have start you start to get negative reviews online you start to have all these things happen and it can just really snowball yeah, absolutely. And if you think about, you know, C-level positions, these are people who are are determining the direction of the company. And, you know, their decisions make millions or tens of millions of dollars in, in, in loss or profit. So right. I think that's where it, it really, um, you know, can have a huge effect. Yeah. In fact, I just got a, an order for business cards for one of the clubs that we work with here locally. And they ordered the general managers, the membership directors, and I think the director of food and beverage or private events or something. And I said, whoa, what happened over there? <laughs> like, <laughs> when that kind of thing happens, it's scary, right? So. Yeah, and it makes you it makes you look internally. You know, what, what issues are occurring inside the business that are affecting that as well? I mean, you know, employee assessment goes so far. And I, I would argue, you know, if a, a new C-level CEO comes on board and he's wanting to maximize the effect and effectiveness of his staff, it may be worthwhile to assess every employee just to see where the bad apples are, where the underperformers are. Oh, if so you can actually do this for existing your existing team. Absolutely. I mean, because if, if you come in and you're really trying to, to optimize the business, you want to find all the weak links in the business. Yeah. I mean, if you have someone who's the director of operations who's not very detail-oriented, that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, and there's been cases like that where I've, I've met, uh, you know, COOs of businesses and, you know, you kind of wonder, how did this guy get in this position? You know, is, is yeah. he the brother of someone or, you know, did he, is it right. their friend or <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that stuff all the time. Yeah. And you know, that's the great thing about assessment assessments is that it, it really gets to the, the true story. Right. Wow. I didn't even realize you could use it apart from the employee onboarding process. That's, that's really fantastic. Let's talk more about ARC and what you guys do and how you help businesses and clubs out there. 
Yeah, so uh, Arc Applications is a business consulting and private equity company. We started out doing the private equity side of things and uh, soon realized that our talents could be applied to other businesses that are kind of struggling with different issues. And uh, one of the unique value propositions we had was the employee assessment aspect. We also help with business strategy and some other things, but it's interesting to see that this is an area that everyone struggles with and they don't realize the root cause and that it's something that's avoidable. So we're really trying to get the word out and try and help people circumnavigate those issues. Yeah. I mean, they say that most problems in organizations are people problems in the end, right? It all kind of boils down to having the right right people on the bus. And so this sounds like a fantastic way for clubs out there to find the right people on their bus. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's one of those issues, um, you know, every club wants to be successful and they want to get the right people and it's their mission, you know, that they want to serve their customers better. And this is an easy way to do it without, you know, changing any of the holes or changing any of the amenities or literally you don't touch anything except the people serving the customers. Wow. If people want to find out more, kind of maybe see if this is the right fit for their organization to start doing these tests and these assessments, how do they get in touch with you, Justin? Uh, they can email me directly, uh, justin.smith at arkapps.com uh, or visit our website, arkapps.com. Um, we are more than happy to help anyone who is kind of struggling in this area because, you know, thankfully I have the background where I understand it and have grown up around it. But, it, you know, for people who are just delving into this area, you go search career assessments and there are thousands of things that come up and probably 90% of them don't work or aren't really? standardized or aren't, you know, products that can really compare apples to apples. So, you know, um, sometimes you can do more harm than good just, you know, using Google or, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like the WebMD effect, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody thinks they can self-diagnose. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden you think you have cancer and it's like, you know, a common cold. <laughs> I, I actually happened to me. I was speaking in Thailand and I came back, I had this awful like stomach thing. And I went to like, it was a Sunday and so I couldn't go to my doctor. So I had to go to this like minute clinic. I could have gone there or the emergency room. So I chose the minute clinic knowing that it'd be cheaper. So I paid my like hundred dollar, you know, copay there. And I told him, I think, I think I have malaria. Cause I had gone to WebMD and they, the symptoms seemed to match, you know, and it was a, it was a place in Thailand had malaria. And I was like, that, it must be that. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. So then they sent me to the emergency room and like $11,000 bill later. Uh, I did not have malaria. That's, that's one of the things about today's age of information is, you know, there's so much of it out there. How do you know what's valid or what's true? And, right. you know, finding the right people who have the background and expertise is obviously the, the the biggest and most important thing. How long have you guys been doing these types of tests and assessments? So PAR has been around for 40 years. Uh, my dad started it out of literally our garage and it's now a oh. 65, 70 employee company. Um, yeah. And so th- that process was really perfected over time from him going through and, and assessing people and building assessments that really uh, focused on key components of the, you know, the employee. Um, so we already had the groundwork kind of laid and then now he's a part of our company. So um, we utilize that same assessment process for helping others yeah. um, because we just felt that there was something golden here that could be shared with people. Yeah, I, I'm so happy you came on to talk to us about this, Justin, because I really think this is going to save people not only time, but lots of money <laughs> and maybe most importantly, hair and headaches. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, the, the stress that comes from trying to sort these issues out yourself is just immense. Yeah, for, for sure. Thanks, man. appreciate you coming on private. Absolutely. Radio. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, there you have it. Now you've got a way to save yourself some time, some money to avoid the pitfalls of the bad hire. 
so, so valuable what Justin offers there. Make sure you reach out to him and connect because you don't want to be flying blind. Well, that's going to do it here on Private Club Radio for this week. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll catch you back here next week with another awesome interview. We're going to be speaking with Melissa Hansen of the club at Old Cyprus, who recently put on a conference for the Membership Directors Association of Southwest Florida. Really fantastic stuff. Plus, we'll learn a little bit more about the club at Old Cyprus, a gorgeous, gorgeous club that I shot, hmm, I think it was 82 at. (laughs) So you have a good week. I'll talk to you next time. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.